Welcome to day 10 of the Harvey Weinstein uh, trial. My name is Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phila McAleer, and this is the Harvey Weinstein trial, Unfiltered, uh, a podcast that brings you reenactments of the most dramatic clashes and evidence of every day of the Harvey Weinstein trial. And today was no exception. Today it was pretty dramatic, though. We thought it was pretty dramatic uh, with the evidence, but then at the end, we were throwing a complete curveball. Apparently, naked photographs of Harvey Weinstein were distributed, hard photographs were distributed to the jury. Um, and and we saw some reaction, you know, some from of the, the jurors. A, a little bit of wincing, uh, somebody yes. sort of smiled. And, um, and that was that was to bolster Jessica Mann, witness Jessica Mann's description of his body. She said he was intersex in a, in a huge uh, revelation. She said Harvey Weinstein is intersex, has no testicles, a small vagina, and these photographs, we don't know whether they were backing it up or what. I assume they were to back this up. The defense objected, saying, we have no dispute that she will have seen his body because it was a consensual relationship. But anyway, it was done. I would call, if I would think looking at Harvey Weinstein seeing his naked body is grossly prejudicial, uh, you know, but there you go. Uh, let's get on to the witnesses. Exactly. And so, the, you know, yesterday what had happened is we'd heard, we'd heard from... Um, Jessica Mann, and then she had broken down and wasn't able to continue, and uh, they'd sort of called a halt to the day. Yes. So we were expecting, you know, this morning that huh. we would we would see uh, Jessica Mann, but in fact, what happened instead was that the prosecution asked if they could have, um, if they could bring this other witness, who is actress Emanuela Postaccini. Yes. Um, I hope I got that right. And she is the part two, or part two of the threesome uh, that allegedly happened in a hotel. And she was there to give her version of it. So, so the defense weren't happy about that. But either way, the the judge ruled, you yes. know, in favor of the prosecution, and we got to hear from her. Yes. So, describe her for the for the for the people there, Anne. Well, she was, you know, a really gorgeous Italian girl, and kind of walked in very gracefully, very, you know, standing, very, yes. you know, very, um, you know, square shouldered and beautiful brown hair, and really a gorgeous girl. So she came in and um, was asked you know, to testify and explain what she had seen in the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills um, when this alleged threesome happened with Jessica Mann. So let's let's hear that. Um, and She's, let's hear the prosecution yes. questioning Miss um, uh, Postaccini. And it's Miss um, Elusi Orban who, yes. is, who is for the prosecution. Joan, who's asking. Joan Elusi Orban. So let's hear their questions and answers. Did there come a time that you were asked to go to a hotel to meet the defendant? Yes. Do you recall what hotel that was? The Montage Hotel. Say that again? It was the Montage Hotel. Is that also in Los Angeles, California? Yes, it is. At that time, where were you meeting the defendant? At the bar. Did you arrive at some point to the bar? Yes. Do you recall if it was morning, afternoon, evening? It was night. Did you come to the hotel by yourself? Yes, I did. Did you know what was the purpose that you were meeting the defendant for? For a drink. Did you wait in the bar for a bit of time before you saw the defendant? Yes, I did. Did there come a time when the defendant came downstairs or the defendant, you saw the defendant? Tell us what happened when you saw the defendant that night. Where did you go? He came down in the elevator and he wanted me to get with him in the elevator then he brought me up to his room. When you got to his room, was there anyone else in the room? Yes, there was. At this time, who do you recall being there? Jessica. Was it the same Jessica you had met the night before? Yes, it was. 
Where was she in the room when you walked in? I remember seeing her on the right in the living room of the hotel room. Do you recall what, if anything, she was doing at that time? No, she was just walking, just standing in the living room of the suite. At some point, were you redirected to the bedroom area? Yes. Was that you alone or with someone else? Me with someone else. Who was that? Jessica. At that time, can you tell us what, if anything, the defendant started saying? He told us to do something. He was, yeah, directing us, telling us to do something together. When you say something together, was that, can you describe what that something was? I can't recall exactly what he was telling us to do. Can you describe the nature of the thing he was telling you to do? Interacting with a female. What kind of interaction? I don't remember. And where was it that you and Jessica were at this time? In the bedroom. How did there come a point in time Jessica left the bedroom? Yes. Miss Postaccini, was the defendant telling you to do things? Yes. Was he telling just you or telling anybody else? Both. Both of us. Did you start doing those things? I can't remember. What happened next? Jessica left the room running away crying. I went after her, and I remember crying and some banging on some walls. Then I went after her, and she was crying in a fetal position. A fetal position? She was in a fetal position on the ground crying. And so I just tried to, you know, tell her she was not alone. I was there with her. Tried to calm her down. Did you leave the hotel room shortly thereafter? I can't remember when I left the hotel room. Did you have any... Did you continue to do anything else with Jessica? No. I remember we were separated. When Jessica was running out, what, if anything, did the defendant say? I remember him saying, what is she doing? What was the tone of his voice? Like, what is she doing? Can you describe the tone of his voice? What is she doing? Like, he was surprised, obviously, that she left. And maybe he was a little... He was not expecting that. Damon Sharonis in his cross-examination focused on two issues with this testimony. Um, one was, you know, whether or not she had been forced by Harvey Weinstein to go upstairs in the hotel and the second, uh, and do anything, actually. And the second was concerning her testimony that she had seen Jessica Mann in the fetal position. So let, let's hear that uh, cross-examination again. Damon Sharonis is um, Harvey Weinstein's lawyer for the defence. Mr. Weinstein didn't force you to come up to his room, did he? No. And when you got up there, you said you saw Ms. Mann. I did. And you don't remember exactly what happened. Is that fair to say? Or what was said? When I went and saw Jessica? Yes. I do remember her standing in the living room of the hotel suite, and I was surprised to see her. How old were you at the time? I was 25. You were an adult? Yes. And Miss Aluzzi asked you questions about whether Mr. Weinstein directed you to do things, right? Yes. 
He didn't force you to do anything? Well, I was obviously... I felt manipulated to being brought to the situation I did not want to be in, especially with another woman. He didn't force you to do anything? No. And you didn't see him force Ms. Mann to do anything, correct? No. And it is your testimony that at some point, Ms. Mann left the situation and went into the bathroom and she was crying. Yes, sir. And you said she was in the fetal position? She was. Now, you spoke to the DA's office in September of 24, 2018. Do you remember that? Yes, correct. When you spoke to the DA's office on September 26th of 2018, you told the members, you told the district attorney regarding that incident that you believe Jessica Mann walked away and was still somewhere in the hotel room, correct? Correct. The first time you spoke to the district attorney in September of 2018, September 26th, you did not tell them that you went into the bathroom and saw her in a fetal position, did you? I didn't say by the bathroom because I do not recall where she went. You didn't recall saying you saw her at some point that day? No, I didn't, no. When you met with the district attorney on September 26th of 2018, they had actually set up that meeting, right? Yes. So you knew in advance of the meeting what you were going to be talking about at that meeting, correct? Correct. I was told to think about things because obviously it was the night. It was shocking and traumatic for me. So I was obviously told to think about, to go a little bit into my brain. You thought about it? Yes, I did. When you talked about it on September 26th of 2018, you did not tell them that you saw Ms. Mann in a fetal position in the bathroom? No. I did not tell them that. Then, in what was a surprising development, I felt Emanuela Postacini admitted under cross-examination by Damon Sharonis that she had had sex with Harvey Weinstein before uh, the failed threesome at the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills. It came as a big surprise and it sort of left people questioning her credible, her previous uh, testimony. What else hadn't she said? So let's hear that exchange. On September the 26th of 2018, you also said Mr. Weinstein never forced you to do anything, didn't you? Yes, I did. Because he never forced you to do anything. I was... I didn't oppose myself. Obviously, I felt manipulated into a situation I did not want to be in. When you're asked to go to brunch for a drink, obviously that does not mean that you consent into sexual activity or whatever. But you had sexual activity with Mr. Weinstein before that, hadn't you? I recall one time with another occasion. Prior to that? Prior to that. He didn't force you to do that either, did he? No, he didn't. Obviously it is... Yes, no, he didn't force me. So, you had a sexual interaction with Mr. Weinstein before this threesome with Jessica Mann? When I was called to meet him for brunch, and he basically showed up in his bathrobe, and he opened his bathrobe, and he was naked, and asked for a massage? You never told anyone prior to this day Mr. Weinstein showed up in a bathroom and asked you for a massage, have you? No. In fact... What you told the DA in September of 2018 was that Mr. Weinstein never forced you to do anything, correct? To be honest, 
I wanted just to forget whatever happened and to move on with my life. And I didn't really want to be like, you know, involved. You never told that to the district attorney, did you? I did tell them. In September of 2018, the first time you spoke to them? I can't remember. You kept in touch with Mr. Weinstein over the years, didn't you? Just, you know, obviously I wanted to keep once in a while with... Maybe sent him very, like, you know... I remember there was a meeting that he wanted to set up for me with a modeling agency. And then just... But I never... Eventually, I remember emailing when he was in Milan. I never saw him. That would be after the incident that you testified to at the montage? Yes, it was. Is that email a true and accurate depiction of the conversation, or at least the email, you sent to Harvey Weinstein? Yes. This is an email you sent to Harvey a few days after you say an incident that was shocking at the montage, right? Yes. It says, Dear Harvey, I was just emailing you, exclamation point. First of all, I want to thank you so much for giving me the possibility to know Ivan and for being so helpful for both my career and life. I'm so happy to hear your words, and I'm so thankful to you, especially for believing in me. Then yesterday night, I went for a dinner at Soho House with some friends from Japan, and there I met David Frankel, who remembered me and said hi. It was so kind from him. Definitely yesterday has been a great day, as you said. All my best. Love, Emanuela. Right? Yes. You sent that email to Mr. Weinstein. Yes. When you sent that email, you chose those words. Yes. Because those were the words that were in your mind before you sent the email, correct? Yes. Because that is how you felt? What? Could you repeat the question? You meant what you said to him, didn't you? Yes. I also have to say my written English, sometimes some wording can be... Obviously, I wouldn't phrase it the same way right now where my English is much better. Absolutely. It's pretty good. I meant I was actually, you know, just thanking him. Pretty good English. Yes. Then, in May of 2015, does that look like an email you sent to Harvey Weinstein on May 15th of 2013? Yes, it was. From you to Harvey, May 15th, 2013. Harvey, how are you? I'll be in Cannes tomorrow. If you'll be there, I'd love you to say hi. It's been a long time, no scene. Missed you, Emanuela. Yes, So what did you think of that witness then film, the the Italian actress? Emanuela Posticini. I'm I'm not sure she delivered the home run that the prosecution thought they would get from her. You know, she says she wasn't forced. And she she says that Miss Mann wasn't forced either. So that, that, you know, that certainly was, I think, what they were looking for. And then there was obviously this issue with the fetal position, which, you know, she had managed to fail to mention in the past and was only mentioning very recently. So I think that that, it, 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 I think it didn't really work then, out. After all the argument about whether or not they were going to have her, and in the end, actually, it didn't, it didn't work. I'm not sure it was a, a great witness for the prosecution. Yeah. So then we have the cross-examination of Jessica Mann. It resumed after her um, apparent, you know, almost collapse yesterday, hysterical collapse. There was a lot of reports, and if people are, are, are listening to this and watching and reading the other media, you'll see headlines about her having saying, saying, I had a panic attack. I want to say I did not hear her say she had a panic attack. Um, and I've spoken to a number of other reporters 
and you've spoken to them too, and, and they have not said, most of them did not hear her say, I'm having a panic attack. And certainly the court reporter didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's, it's not, not in the transcripts. It's not in the transcripts. And the court reporter is sitting right close to her. Maybe she said it as she was just, you know, walking out the court. I don't know, but so she, I was wondering, was she going to be called today? Would she come? She would. So she did. And, uh, you and know. She, and, she, and so then Donna Rotono then spent, you know, like hours really, I suppose. Um, hours and hours. Hours and hours going through this, what, what is described over oh, more than once as tons of emails and mm-hmm. messages between herself and Harvey Weinstein. And also um, messages that she had with other people yeah. describing her relationship. Um, you know, we had this issue about the booty call that we've talked about before, yes. etc. But, um, but to start. Very, very damning emails. You know, uh, but my my feeling might be that there was a fatigue factor setting in, you know, that there were so many emails and they were all the same and they were all super friendly that the jury just was kind of blanking out. I saw one juror look at his watch. I saw another juror y- yawning. Uh, so I'm not sure that the, the emails really, you know, the, this demolishing of the emails really hit home as hard as it could. Maybe the jury was zoning out. So I found myself zoning out and I noticed. I think it was, I think there was, in the end, it became, there was, it was just so much, it was so much information. But we've, you know, we can't, and obviously that's one thing that struck me today. I mean, I, I you know, in some ways I wish the, the podcast was 12 hours long. It would need to be 12 hours long to get everything into it. But um, so we've just selected some pieces that we thought were interesting. And, you know, so this, the defense began where she left off yesterday, asking this man about the sexual assault she had mentioned in a letter to her boyfriend, Eddie. So let's listen to the beginning of that. So just, just to be clear, Jessica Mann is one of the criminal people that Harvey Weinstein has been charged criminally with assaulting. He's been charged with assaulting two women. There's four other women who have given evidence of, of various uh, degrees of, of assault. He's not been charged criminally with them. They're a, predator, a part of a predatory assault package uh, where he could face life in prison. But Jessica Mann is a very important, very crucial witness. So let's hear her. Uh, about about emails that she sent um, uh, to her boyfriend, Eddie. Good morning, Ms. Mann. When we left off yesterday, you were in the middle of reading a letter, and I had stopped you to clarify when in the letter to Eddie, you talked about an encounter that you had had about being sexually assaulted. You were talking about something that happened to you when you were younger. Is that correct? I'm not sure. You are not sure? And you did testify that you had never told Eddie that you were ever assaulted by Mr. Weinstein, correct? We didn't talk about it. You didn't talk about it, correct? No, we didn't talk about it. I'm sorry? We didn't talk about it. Well, Eddie didn't like your relationship with Mr. Weinstein, correct? He didn't like him in general. And you spent time on regular occasions standing up for Mr. Weinstein and your relationship with him to Eddie. Would that be fair to say? There were some times I stood up for myself and in that process tried to downplay what was really happening. So we found out today that Jessica Mann had joined um, an online community called Relationships Reinvented and Donna Rotono spent quite a lot of time focusing and asking her about some of the things that she had written into that group. Uh, And just for everyone, um, we looked up this Relationship Reinvented group and they described themselves as a non-judgmental, heard it all, probably have done it all kind of people. We've been through hell and back many times and we are now in an honest and real twin flame union. We are a life and relationship coaching couple. So So it's an online coaching service. Exactly. And so, of course, you're encouraged to be really truthful about the status of your relationship. And Jessica Mann did that. She's posted many times to, 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 to this group. And 
you know, she, she, so she, what she told this group was very different to what she told the court about the status of her relationship. And she got caught into it. There was a little bit of an awkward moment yes. about the word community, right, yes. Philip? What, yes. What's that about? Well, she, she, she said she was uh, assaulted, sexually assaulted by someone in her community. And she tried to imply that that could have meant the Hollywood community, uh, i.e. Harvey Weinstein. But very quickly, Donna Rotano just really drilled in on this. And everyone knows, I mean, they made a big thing about her being brought up in an evangelical church. Everyone knows when you're brought up in, in, a, in a church community that the community is your church. So she, she did admit that it was she, the sexual assault was by someone in her church community. But it was a sign that if she, if she could get away with sliding the truth a little bit, she would just go ahead. So, you know, it just showed a little bit of cleverness, maybe too clever. So let's hear that. And in this help, you did not talk to Relationship Reinvented in these emails about Harvey being anything more than a friend to you, correct? Well, they were included in the conversation where we were talking about his vindictiveness. They were working on me, you know, things are a layer at a time. Well, Jessica, you didn't tell Relationship Reinvented, the place you are going to tell what you said was the truth to the jury. You did not tell Relationship Reinvented that Harvey Weinstein ever raped you in New York, correct? They asked me about sexual assaults, and I was vague with them. And um, Jessica, let me ask the question again. Did you tell anyone at Relationship Reinvented that Harvey Weinstein raped you in a New York hotel? All I said was my community. I'm sorry? The only answer in regard to the sexual assault I endured was I told them it was in my community. And when you say in your community, Jessica, what do you mean? At the time, my community was Hollywood and also my former community was the church. So, Well, you had been sexually assaulted by someone in your church, correct? Yes. When you were younger? Yes. And that would have been a community at the time? That's what I said. And you didn't tell anyone at Relationship Reinvented that you were sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein at the peninsula in Beverly Hills prior to this? Specifically, no. The next little piece we're going to hear actually is again from Relationships Reinvented. Um, and again, you know, this was a kind of a counselling service. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, um, you know, the, a confessional box yes. in a way, right? And, um, and I think what, what, we, what we got to hear in this particular section is how she described Harvey Weinstein to people in that community. Very so, positively. Very positively. Let's have a listen to that. Did you tell Relationship Reinvented... I also went to dinner with Harvey the other night. I am glad I did because I talked to him about all I was going through. He gave me good advice on how to continue to be an artist and asked me to read some of my screenplays and direction on what schools are great should I want to go back and mentioned it. He has always extended his hand to help should I come to him with something. Yes. So we also heard about how Jessica Mann had told Weinstein about the breakup, a breakup with her boyfriend and... His sympathetic and caring response uh, by email. And know. it's kind of, you know, it's the context again of this because you're trying to listen to this and understand this correspondence that she, you know, that she wrote, that she chose these words. Yes. And the context is that she is now claiming that this is in the context of having been uh, sexually assaulted by this man that she's writing to. So if you listen to the words she, well, she chose said, she's, at the time. She's called him a monster in court and... You know, the question is, is this the language of a monster? Is this the language of an abuse? Is this the way that you yeah. exchange emails with, with yes. a monster? Yeah, so let, let's listen to that. But 
just to remind you, this is actors reenacting this. This is top class actors reenacting verbatim testimony. If you want this to continue, uh, we need to ask for funds. Uh, we're, you know, this is a, a great project. We've had a really great ratings, really great response. But please go to the Unreported Story Society. Give what you can. It's a 501c3. It's tax deductible. Without it, we can't keep going. We think this is a worthy project to keep going. So please help us. But so let's listen to Jessica, the man, try and explain uh, her emails. Her emails. To Don Rotono. This is the continuation of the conversation on the last email where you say that you went through a breakup and he responds back. Holy shit, I am in New York. You okay? Want to come here tomorrow? Correct? Yes. So he is telling you to come to New York and I will do whatever I can do to make you feel better, right? He just said, want to come here. And you respond back that you are okay, right? I would love to go to New York maybe in a week or so. I work this weekend, right? Yes. And then he tells you he may be in L.A. on Sunday and then you tell him how sick you are, right? Yes. And then he sent, see you Sunday, before he maybe realized that you responded. And then you said, let's hope I am better. Just left the doctor. I had a bad allergic reaction to antibiotics. You go on about the flu, and he never once says, why can't you see me? Not in that email. And then he gets to L.A., and he tells you, we'll be in L.A. on Sunday. You tell him you are still sick. And what does he tell you? Hope you are feeling well. In... On August 17th of 2014, you send Harvey an email. Let me show it to you. And Jessica, do you recognize this email? Yes. And does this truly and accurately depict you reaching out to Harvey on August 17th of 2014? Yes. And in this email, you send him a message saying, you are supposed to tell me when you are in L.A. And he responded back, not sure yet, how is married life? And you respond back, life is life, darling. Correct. Correct? Yes. At this point, do you tell Harvey that you are no longer with Eddie? No, I was depressed when I wrote this. And you reached out to him, correct? Yes. Sometimes I did after, I think, around the breakup. So this could have been around one of those times. So after breakups, the person you chose to reach out to was the person you claim sexually assaulted you? Yeah. And you reached out to Harvey because you wanted to see Harvey. Isn't that right? I always had mixed feelings, like... Why did I do that? But Well, you did it. Yeah, I don't know if I saw him, though. And you saw him about a week later, isn't that right? I don't know. Well, on August 22nd of 2014, Harvey tells you that he is in L.A. for about seven hours if you were around, right? Yes. And you say, what time are you free for a drink? He tells you what time. You say, I am done after seven. See you rooftop, and you actually go and meet him that day. Isn't that right? I don't know if I did. Well, you said on direct examination that you remember meeting him on the rooftop. Well, I have been on the rooftop a few times with him. And then on September 2nd, Harvey reaches out to you again, telling you that he is coming to L.A. Do you recognize that series of conversations? Yep. Does that conversation truly and accurately depict the conversation from September of 2014? Yes. And Harvey tells you that he is, I am arriving in L.A. this afternoon. I would love to see you if you are around. All my best, Harvey. You say, I am free. What time? Yes. You go back and forth. He says, how is tomorrow morning? If not, I will figure it out. 
It is still fine. You tell him when you work, you say, okay, we can do early eight or after work. You are talking about when you would have to leave Beverly Hills. And he says, it's crazy tonight. Let's do early. You talk about the time. He says, I will make it work. You are worth it. You say, great. That works best for me. See you then. And he responds, cool. And the gang, correct? Yes. And did you see Harvey? I don't recall. I don't know. Sometimes I would have these conversations and then not go. Well, if you didn't go, Jessica, you would, you cancel, correct? No. You would just not show up? Yes. So you claim you were so afraid of Mr. Weinstein and he was so manipulative that you just wouldn't show? Yes. And then there would be no email from him saying, where were you or why aren't you here? Yes, sometimes. And he would just, no big deal? No, it would, when the times that I did that, it would, I think, you know, I felt like I got in trouble, if you could say that. And um, then sometimes I would get calls or sometimes I would just later say, I'm sorry it wasn't you. It had nothing to do with you. And Jessica, there was a couple of times when you had done that in an email. A couple. I'm sure. And there was never one ounce of pushback, not once from Mr. Weinstein, who said, I am here waiting for you. Where are you? I think he is smarter than to know to do that in an email. Jessica, you claim you have all these communications with him via email about how you are going to meet. Yes, I know there is a lot of emails. Yes, a ton of emails, right? Lots more than the ones we are going through, right? Yes. And you know that in these emails and any email you ever sent him or he sent you, there was never one time where he sent you a message saying, I am sitting here waiting. Where are you? Not once? I am not sure, but I... But I know. I thought there maybe was one where he said he changed his plane for me or something. Sometimes he would change his plans, correct? Yeah, but don't blame me for that. So some of these exchanges between um, the defense lawyer, Donna Rotono and um, Jessica Mann were not... Um, not pleasant. Not pleasant. And in fact, at times, I think Donna Rotono was getting, like, um, actually, for sure, was getting visibly agitated and we could see that. And one of those more animated pieces today was in an exchange about the Soho Club, um, which is this exclusive, right? So, this is kind of a big, Soho House. The Soho House, which is a sort of an exclusive club, club yeah. that there is, there's, uh, there's branches in London, there's branches in New York, there's branches in Los Angeles, like there's two branches I in, wanted in Los to Angeles. Declare an interest. I wanted to declare a conflict here. I was refused membership of the Soho House. House in they Los were, Angeles. They were probably very wise. So, to, probably, probably very wise. wise but mind you, when I see the quality of people who they allowed in, I'm, I'm quite glad. I, I think I'm with the uh, gradual marks. I would never be in a club that would have me as a member. But so she had told the prosecution that, oh, I was only asking Harvey to recommend me for Soho House because uh, I, I, actually I wasn't asking for myself, I was asking for my boss. Yes, this is what she previously had said, that she, that in fact her Soho House, the Soho House interest was for her boss, was yes. for a job and for a professional. And so, so Donna Rotono really dug into that. Yes. Let's, let's hear that exchange. Let's go. On direct examination, you said that you had reached out to Harvey for help on a couple of different occasions, correct? Yes. And one of them you said on your direct examination... One was the job that I got requested I get a membership at the Soho House, which is an exclusive. I think there is one here in New York. You have to have an invitation to get in there, and my boss wanted one or a referral, correct? Yes. You said that on direct examination, saying that your boss wanted a membership at the Soho House, correct? Yes. But Jessica, that is not what you asked Mr. Weinstein for. Is that right? Right. You asked Mr. Weinstein for a referral for you. Yes. Do you recognize that email? Yes. 
Does that email truly and accurately depict the conversation you had asking Mr. Weinstein for help? Yes. On February 23rd of 2015, right after those Oscar parties, you didn't tell him that you wanted this for your boss, did you? It was just a formality mixed up, so I can bring someone. I lived in L.A. We can go anytime my boss traveled. You wanted the membership for yourself. I was requested to get it through the company I was working for. But under your name? That is just how I assumed to do it. So when you testified on direct examination that it was for your boss, that is not what it was for. It was... Again, I'm not trying to get hung up on the semantics if I'm framing it wrong. My boss asked me how do we get a membership to Soho. He wanted one for our campaigns and what he was doing. I said, well, we have to have a referral, and I know how the membership works. Whether it is in my name or his name, I'm the one that lived in L.A. Anytime he came to L.A., he could be my guest to go there, and I can go on my own. So it is beneficial in my name when I thought about it. I'm going to apply for a membership at Soho House to be able to take my business meetings there for the marketing stuff I'm doing, and my company will sponsor the cost for it. I have to have a member sponsor me, though. I don't know anyone. Would you be able to sponsor me or direct me to someone? He responded, yes, I'm happy. Yes. You want the ladies and gentlemen of this jury to believe the person you wanted to sponsor you to the exclusive club was your rapist? I do want the jury to know he is my rapist. And I hope I can continue to explain the dynamic of why I engaged with him. I mean, he raped me. It is irrelevant. Actually, it is relevant. Donna Rotono continued to trawl through these emails. And as I said, there was a ton of emails. We, we are not able to go through all these emails. Uh, and in fact, Donna Rotono said to the jury, there's so many that she wasn't able to go through them all. Um, so the, she, she used the word tons of emails. Yeah. And I, I felt maybe she missed an opportunity there. She should have said, you know, did you send 100 or 200 or five? She should have counted them and said there are 600 emails here. Yeah, that's true. They, you know, yeah. there, there wasn't a figure spelt out. She just said tons of emails, so many she couldn't go through them. So let's look at this one now where one email exchange between Jessica Mann and Harry Weinstein, which uh, uh, Miss Rotono says showed she had a consensual sexual encounter with Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Miss Mann denies this interpretation. Let's have a listen. Starting at the bottom, Jessica Mann, are you in L.A. anytime soon? I would love to see you, exclamation point. He tells you that he's in L.A. and you ask for your availability, ask him for his availability. Can you meet for lunch or dinner in Beverly Hills this week? I have a bit of a tight schedule evening-wise, but your advice and input has always been a blessing in my life. I can come to the office. I'm off at four. You said that, correct? Yes. And he says, oh, wow, correct? Yes. And he tells you to come to the peninsula at five o'clock for coffee, correct? Yes. And you get to the peninsula early, right? You tell him, see you then. Then you get to the peninsula? Yeah. Early, I guess, right on time. You give a message saying, whenever you are here, I've been down at the bar. I ordered a snack for myself. I was famished. See you when you are free. Yes. He responded back eight minutes later. I'm in 340. Come up? Yes. You went up to the room, correct? Yes. And four hours later, you send him a message that says, I feel so fabulous and beautiful. Thank you for everything. Yes. And he responds back, you are all of the above and more. Is that right? Yes. And your thank you so much was in capital letters, correct? Yes. Because, Jessica, you went up to room 340, didn't you? I think so. 
So then they got, um, they took an opportunity to ask what could have happened during these four hours uh, in the room that left uh, Miss Mann feeling fabulous and beautiful. So let, let's hear that. Let's hear that piece of dialogue now. So I'm going back to this date on April 27th. April 27th of 2016, when you went up to the hotel room sometime after 5.19 p.m. Says, I'm in 3.40, come up. There was no response. Then four hours later, there is a text message in capital letters that says, thank you so much. I feel so fabulous and beautiful. Thank you for everything, exclamation point. Correct? Yes. And you sent this to him after you went to his hotel room, right? Yes. And you sent this to him because you had consensual sex with Mr. Weinstein? That is what you want it to be. Jessica, I'm asking. I don't remember if I had sex with him. I know I ate a lot and I was really hungry. So the food that you ordered in the bar, you did not eat that. You ate in the room? There was one night, I think it was this one where I ate by myself on the roof. So what are you thanking him for if you ate by yourself? Because I put it on the roof. And the food made you feel fabulous and beautiful? No. He was being really nice to me in the beginning of 2016. So he probably said something nice. So when you sent this, that was the truth? Yes. That is how you felt? This one was truthful, yes. So during the questioning today, Jessica Mann also told the jury about an alleged encounter she had with Harvey Weinstein after his mother had died. And we have to really warn you that this is... A rather graphic. Rather graphic, explicit um, yeah. uh, scene. But let's... let's and there, there does become a clash because Donna Rotano, uh, Weinstein's lawyer, says, you know, she, they'd never heard it before, that it just suddenly emerged on the witness stand. Uh, Jessica Mann disputed that. But let's hear those clashes and, and this description of, of this encounter with Harvey Weinstein. So the last sexual type situation I remember with him was when his mom died because I went and thought about it and he, everyone cried. He needed to be consoled for his grief and he wanted to talk to me because I understood grief. When I get there, he's naked on the bed. All he wants to do is something sexual. I make all these excuses and we basically end with I think he masturbated in the mirror and then put himself in my mouth and then that was the second time that fluid ever came out of his mouth again and it disgusted me and brought back a lot of bad memories that is the last sexual encounter I recall did you ever tell anyone you remember the last sexual encounter being around the time that his mother died and give that detail? What do you mean? Did you ever tell anybody what you just told the jury? The only people I've talked about, literally I've been living in isolation this last year, is the DA. Have you told the district attorney? I'm pretty sure we went over that. When? Ma'am, I don't know. And after you sent the message about feeling like a booty call, did Harvey respond to you? Yeah. He yelled at me, don't put stuff like that in an email. He yelled at you? It was all capital letters. Well, isn't the response, Dear Jessica, from now on, please text me at 917-519-8975 and call me on that number. I just tried you. I know you were joking. Some people don't think it is a joke, so please use that number instead of my company emails. It sounds familiar. You said, yes, I was joking. Hollywood loves to harass you. Unfortunately, the stand-up comedian in me was teasing you. My sincerest apologies if perceived wrong. Thank you for understanding. My new cell number is... You sent him another number? Yes. 
So next, Donna Rotano asked Jessica Mann about messages she'd sent to her friend Nadia. And these were these were kind of messages, you know, that friends sometimes send to each other. I should write this to my boyfriend, right? Yeah, because I think she was in an angry situation yes, with her boyfriend. Says, I should write Eddie. this to Eddie, right? And in it, she writes very explicitly about her relationship with Harvey Weinstein. And again, there's no suggestion of sexual assault. And in fact, as you'll hear uh, in the opening here, uh, the, the the letter that she was going to write Eddie, you know, to, to because she was angry with him, contains rather intimate details about her relationship with And Harvey the other thing Weinstein. that strikes me, by the way, in this section is, again, that the uh, prosecution spent a lot of time over the last, you know, since we started in this, in this case, trying to characterise Jessica Mann as from this dairy farm, from the evangelical church. Sheltered and, a, and, and sheltered naive. And naive. And let's, let's just hear wh- what she said in her own words when she's writing to her friend about what she'd like to say to her boyfriend, Eddie. Ms. Mann, you sent to your friend Nadia Tyson this message. Dear Eddie, with pleasure, I would like you to know when we first met, not only did I fuck you, I also fucked another dude. So go fuck yourself, love me. Then Nadia receives that message and says, ha ha. You send another message to Nadia saying, Dear Eddie, I suppose when the relationship starts off with me fucking other men, having a one-night stand in Vegas, and blowing a super-rich Hollywood producer who could ruin your career, it's not going to work out long-term. Coming to this realization, love Jess, right? Yes. Those are the messages you sent to your friend Nadia Tyson in regard to what you would like to say to Eddie, correct? That is what I sent to Nadia. In that, Ms. Mann... You talked about blowing a super-rich Hollywood producer who could ruin your career, meaning Eddie's, correct? Yes. And those are your words, right? Yes. Whether you did this to be funny or not, this is what you would have liked to say to Eddie in that moment that you clearly were upset. I would have never said this to Eddie. I was definitely angry and going off on a rant to Nadia. You knew those things would upset Eddie. Yes. You knew those things would cause a deeper divide between whatever relationship you had with Eddie at the time, correct? I think the divide was as deep already. And when you sent these, Ms. Mann, you sent them with the knowledge that he would or would not receive them. Those were never going to be seen by Eddie. And Nadia knew about the dynamic between you and your relationship with Eddie, correct? To what degree? What you were telling her? I think Nadia... I'm trying to think when she came into the picture, but she knew we were going through a breakup. She knew the things Eddie was doing to me. I don't want to get into that. She knew enough during that breakup. She knew you had a relationship with Harvey Weinstein. She knew I knew Harvey. And she knew that based on this text message, you admitted to blowing a super-rich Hollywood producer who could ruin Eddie's career. Say that again? You sent to Nadia a message. You are admitting blowing a super-rich Hollywood producer who could ruin your, meaning Eddie's, career. I did say that in the text message. Nadia knew about the dynamic of your relationship with Harvey as well, didn't she? Nadia didn't really know anything until probably 2017. So in 2014, when you sent this, did Nadia go, whoa, whoa, Jess, what are you talking about with this? I don't remember what Nadia said. So along with her emails, the defense also used Miss Mann's writings and tapes to herself to allege, you know, that she wasn't in an abusive relationship with Harvey Weinstein or being manipulated by him. But in fact, at times she was doing the manipulating. Well, that's what they were saying yesterday, right? They used that word manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, she was open to using his name and status to boost her career. So Miss Rantono went to her emails when she spoke about how useful 
Weinstein would be at look by at looking at her screenplays and how she would make he would make sure hers were read and go to the top of the pile. But I thought this was very interesting. Uh, she also forced Jessica Mann to admit that there may have been an ulterior motive for claiming that what their relationship was was one of sexual assault rather than consensual. So let's hear that very interesting exchange. And when you first came forward with these charges, Ms. Mann, isn't it correct that you decided to come to New York because you knew that it was too late to go civilly in Los Angeles, correct? I didn't know that at all. Well, Jessica, you sent an email back on November 15th of 2017, and I will show it to you if your recollection is exhausted. Okay. And you sent that email, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And in that email, you said, I want to go criminal charges as it's too late for civil in L.A. Maybe not in New York where a second incident happened, correct? Yes. And you know that if you filed criminal charges in New York, the statute of limitations extended on the civil lawsuit, correct? You just educated me. I did not know that. Well, Jessica, you put in your own email that you wanted to go criminal charges as it's too late for civil in L.A. and maybe not here in New York, correct? <sighs> Um, my grammar is a little off in that. I knew what I meant, and I know what you were reading, so I can tell you what I learned about civil versus criminal. And you learned that if you brought criminal charges in New York City, the statute of limitations would extend for a civil lawsuit against Mr. Weinstein. I did not know that. How many lawyers did you say you spoke to? I was told I had to— How many lawyers would you say you spoke to? I am not going to answer that. So, thanks for listening today. That— you know, we're wrapping up here now, but so is the prosecution, yeah, actually. Yeah. We think the prosecution case is coming to an end. You know, we actually, we heard from Jessica Mann, actually, you know, when you think about it today, is, you know, we, it, it went on for like three days, basically, yes. right? They hadn't thought it would go on that long. But, um, you know, and when you think about who Jessica Mann is, and she's finished up now, she she's the substa- she's the second substantive acu- criminal accuser. And she's the last accuser to give evidence. So the prosecution may have a few t- uh, housekeeping matters to go through now. But n- then very shortly, we'll be hearing from the defence. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. I wonder what surprises they have in store. So keep tuning in, please. Yes. Please please keep rating the podcast. And if you can send a donation, send it to the Unreported Story Society. Dot and com. we will talk to you tomorrow. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Today's podcast is produced by Unreported Story Society and Magdalena Segeda and Raquel Lerman of Theatre Planners. Written and presented by Felim McAleer and Anne McElhaney. Directed by Kif Scholl. Donna Ritano is played by Caitlin Carlton. Joan Aluzi Orban is played by Michelle Gardner. Emanuela Postaccini is played by Amy Kirsten. Jessica Mann is played by Natalie Pallison. And Damon Sharonis is played by David Stanbra. Edited by Mark Aramian. Engineered by Chris Gardner.